My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Hello everybody, welcome to In My Mug episode 410. I'm your host Stephen Layton and I am here to make coffee easy apparently. So I better try and do that. But before I tell you about coffee, time for news. Um, this week, uh, I am flying to New York to do a Tampa tantrum. Uh, we are going to be doing a live Tampa tantrum there. We're very excited about it. It's going to be a big, big deal. Uh, we've sold lots of tickets, lots of great sponsors. Go check out tampatantrum.com for lots of information about that. Go watch some of the talks as well. They're always fun. Speaking of Tampa Tantrum, um, I did a Tampa Tantrum, and I told you about this on In My Mug before, um, on uh, Bolivia while I was there. Um, I've posted that on Hasblog, so go check out Hasblog. It is sitting there for your delectation and delight. Um, and I think that's the news. So let's get into the coffee. Uh, let's taste the filter coffee. So um, this is a natural coffee from the birthplace um, of coffee, which is Ethiopia. Um, it's from the Yurgachev Guji Zone. Um, and uh, by a guy called Israel that I will uh, tell you some more about later. The filter coffee, now it is a natural, but it is a super duper weird natural for me um, because as always, it's a very clean natural, say that a lot. But it also, it tastes lots of Parma violets. Um, the little violety sweets that you can get uh, and I used to love as a kid. When I cup this and when I drink it, all I can think of is Parma violets. Um, and in the filter coffee, it's probably its best incarnation of it. Um, just Palmer Violet Fest. Um, I said it's from Yurgachev in the Guji Zone, so why don't we go to the map bit and actually have a look at exactly where it's from. Map bit time. We like the map bit. We like to go down as well instead of across. This doesn't happen as often as it does going the other way. So going to Africa is always exciting. Um, and it's very exciting to go down to Ethiopia. So there we see Addis Ababa in the heart of the country, which is the capital. Um, and here we've got a fact is Ethiopia is one of the oldest nations in the world, having been founded in 1980 before Christ. So uh, very, very old, nearly as old as Roland. Um, but let's get down to the farm. So Anasora is here. You can see the farmhouse, you can see the mill, you can see the whole kind of area where all of the coffee stuff happens. Uh, lots of new coffee being planted around this farm. Um, here we can see the drying beds and uh, this is the natural coffee drying. This is the people on the farm kind of working, um, doing their thang. Um, here they've got like a really weird process where they run the rakes through the water and they kind of sing as they do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it kind of like have a rhythm so it's all done at the same time. Um, so you can see here why it gets so high, you know, we really are on the, the top of the world here. Um, you know, the highest point of Ethiopia though is 4,533 4, metres, Raz Dijen, and the lowest point is Dankil Depression, which is below sea level at minus 125. But this amazing mountainous region, like producing this amazing coffee, um, you know, Ethiopia and particularly the Guji zone in Yurgachev is one of my favourites. Uh, just so much quality coffee coming out of there, um, this being no different. And that was this week's map bit.
So the farm is owned by a guy called Israel. Uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname, but it's... No, I'm going to try now, aren't I? I'm not going to try, but now I'm going to try. Degra. Um, I probably got that terribly wrong. And Israel is a generation, like kind of a new generation of coffee growers um, where you have a direct producer owning the farms and the mills. Um, he uh, also owns a few cherry collecting stations, but this comes from uh, one of his farms. Um, he's a bit of an entrepreneur. Um, he's building a hotel in Sadamo uh, in Ethiopia because... Partly because it's needed, but also he sees lots of coffee buyers come in and actually nowhere for them to stop. Um, I know some of the times I've stopped in Ethiopia, um, the accommodation, I, I can sleep pretty much anywhere, but um, I do like to sleep in a clean bed. Um, last time I went, I just took a sleeping bag with me and slept in a sleeping bag for the whole time, um, purely because the bedding and the bed linen was just, it wasn't clean and it wasn't you know, uh, hygienic um, and it's a super easy place to get sick so uh, he's trying to kind of get around that with a lot of these buyers coming by building his own hotel he sees these opportunities and he goes for them um, super well traveled man um, he last week he was in um, the coffee shop that I'm uh, part owner of in uh, Stockholm, Drop Coffee, um, and he was there doing a presentation on the coffee. He's selling to a lot of different buyers in the uh, in Europe uh, and the US, but um, this is the first time ever we've done a direct trade with somebody, and I've used direct trade in inverted commas because um, although we agreed a price with Israel and we uh, selected the coffee from many, many coffees that he had, um, we still used a, uh, an exporter to get that coffee out um, and help us with the logistics of moving it because Ethiopia is a nightmare place to buy coffee. It really, really is. Um, before we get really into the farm and stuff, maybe we should go and do the farm fact file. Welcome to this week's fact file. Uh, fact filing on the continent of Africa, but more important, importantly, the country of Ethiopia. So let's get down to some detail. So, Ethiopia, 400,000 hectares are devoted to coffee, which 150 hectares of this coffee is de de dedicated to. They are the seventh biggest producer of coffee in the world. Um, it's the massive part of their export. Produce around 6.5 million bags a year, which is around about 390,000 metric tonnes. Common varietals, you know. It's Arabica. It's kind of like heirloom varietals. There really is no detail. Uh, lots of these varietals developed over time. There are around about 700,000 coffee smallholders in Ethiopia, which is phenomenal. Um, we have 18 farms that we've worked with in the past couple of years in Ethiopia. So that's washing stations, farms, farmers. Uh, but this one is Anasora. It is a wild varietal heirloom. It's a natural process from the Guji zone. Nearest town is Yergachev. Farm is 250 hectares of which 150 is coffee, and the altitude is 1,900 to 2,350. I'm back. I'm going to go straight into the espresso. So I love naturals as espresso, and I certainly love them with milk, um, and this is no different. So the Palmer Violet in this one is kind of bigger. Um, I'm actually getting much more of that kind of floral kind of sweet um, kind of flavours come through. But what I'm also getting is kind of like a blueberry juice. Not like blueberries, like blueberry juice, that kind of processed juice flavour to it um, that really comes through. It is an excellent coffee. Um, the farm Anasora 
um, is around about 250 hectares, of which currently 150 hectares are planted as coffee. Um, it is only natural processing on the farm at the moment. This is because Israel um, doesn't really have access to a water source yet. That is part of the next kind of next part of the plan. Um, he's also got 100 hectares that he's still planting and waiting to come into production. But in a couple of years time, that should be there as well. Um, altitude is crazy on this farm. Um, it is like uh, 1750 up to about 2350, which is just obscenely high. Mm. And what Israel is doing is he's not just looking after himself, he's trying to educate farmers in the area, kind of make them grow, um, make them do more with the coffees that they have, helping them with cherry selection, helping them with processing. Um, so he doesn't see just his job of looking after his own farm, but he also wants to look after other people's farms. Um, we should go to Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. Ethiopia is around about eight years behind the United Kingdom. This is because Ethiopia is the only country in the world to have 13 months in a year and celebrate their new year in September, meaning that they're only a couple of months into the year 2008. I love it when Roland comes up with facts. It's very, very good. I hope you're enjoying this week's coffee. I'm really enjoying it. I love that we've been able to get that link to the producer um, and... Um, you know, purely bought on the cupping table. We cupped a heap of different farmers' coffees, but this one jumped out to me as something really, really unique. The milk definitely still helps that flavour come through as well. You don't get so much of the Palmer Violets, but you definitely get that blueberry kicking through. Um, next week's exciting. Uh, I'm going to be in New York, as I said, uh, via Stockholm. So um, I'll be recording in my mug at one of them. Um, you will see me popping up. It's also uh, an old favourite coming back, the Costa Rican um, from uh, Finger Arbar, uh, which can't wait to be sharing that one with you. Um, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad